G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, an opportunity today to capture something of the heartbeat of one of our regular and favourite guests, Bill Muhlenberg, because as some might remember, just just over a week ago, Bill lost his wife Avril to a long-term cancer illness. And, of course, Bill, as a prolific blogger, has been writing about his loss uh, in honour of his wife and in honour of his loving Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. So whether you've lost someone of recent times or whether you're going through some time of grief, I'm sure the conversation ahead will be a blessing to you as we catch up with our good friend Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch. Bill, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks again. Bill, you've written a number of pieces on your website, your blog site, billmuhlenberg.com, over this past week, and uh, the focus has been on how you've been processing things. And some people will say, actually, it's quite therapeutic to write down your feelings. (laughs) You've used your platform to express some of your feelings. And I, I wonder, as we just reflect on this, you know, how are you feeling today, a week on from losing your beautiful wife? Yeah, thanks. Um, Well, yeah, as you say, um, we have different ways to express ourselves. I guess writing is how I do it. So, mind you, about four days there passed with nothing appearing on the website, but got a few pieces up since then. And um, yeah, well, you know, I'm... What do you say? Uh, we got a funeral coming up shortly. And what do you say there? I think we had, what, hour, an hour and a half? How do you honor a life in that short period? Um, so... Um, I just might say you, your wife is not there to answer the phone. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's interesting, isn't it, too, just to reflect on that. And while you're dealing with that, uh, for <laughs> listeners, uh, Bill, when you think of your wife... Um, She's been going through a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. Uh, When you reflect on her dying, I know that you say, here she is, promoted to heavenly glory. There's something special in having the faith that we have. You and I share that faith. So many listeners do too. Something special about that faith when you're going through a time of grief and mourning like this. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, I was going to say, in the funeral, I may only have 10 minutes (laughs) in my talk. So what do you say in 10 minutes about a life as well? So, yeah, uh, I get, well, the theme I'll emphasize in that short talk and what some of I've written already, you know, her trust in God, even in tough times, right? Uh, (laughs) So hopefully whoever it is uh, will call back if it's important. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, year and a half of cancer. 
sometimes were not as bad, but certainly plenty of suffering, plenty of hardship, been through the mill, you know, everything you can do. I think there's at least four surgeries, operations, chemo, uh, radiation, you name it. And last week's were, you know, really got uh, harder, obviously. So, so yeah, you know, what do you do when your whole world is collapsing and crumbling, both her and me and loved ones? Uh, and in the end, of course, she was, well, with so much drugs and stuff, you know, if you, if you could lean over and call her name and she maybe opened her eye for a second, hopefully she recognized you. So, yeah, a lot of pain and suffering. So on the one hand, um, you know, she's now free of all that pain and suffering. And we're glad she's with the Lord. Of course, those who remain are sad and will be for a long time. But, yeah, I was, as I was saying in my uh, speech on Monday at the funeral, I think only twice in a year and a half did she ever say something like, you know, oh, cancer sucks or I don't like this cancer, you know, twice. And, well, she'd have every right to complain. It was horrible. And uh, But... As I also say and have said, uh, you know, a lot of the nurses and medical staff, when she spent a lot of time in the hospital, they were amazed, right? She, she did her best to remember the names of the nurses and doctors, and you know, ask how they were doing, and you know, oh, yeah, how's your marriage, or uh, you know, where are you from, or do you like dogs, or whatever. So, so many staff were amazed, right? That when she could be solely focused on herself and her suffering, she did her best to uh, focus on others. So, uh, and the neat thing is she found a few Christian nurses there. In fact, one of the Christian nurses I'll quote in my funeral talk, you know, just how she said, boy, I never met a patient like this. It was always so gracious and kind and thinking of others. So it's a, you know, it's a testament to the Lord. Uh, you know, I don't know how people get by without God and his grace during times like this. So I guess I can even ask for a prayer if I might that, you know, there'll be Christians and non-Christians at the funeral and live streaming. So uh, obviously it'll be evangelistic gospel message throughout. So pray that those who don't know the Lord will be touched by her life and her testimony and what we share at the funeral. You'll be surrounded by friends and family at the funeral on Monday. And uh, 41 years of marriage, uh, a long time. And your soulmate, uh, the one that you have spent your life and your ministry, you met uh, serving in mission in Europe. And, uh, you know, you've had a, a wonderful long relationship. And uh, and in interestingly, because when people think of how you might feel in a time when you lose uh, the one you love, I note that in one of your early pieces, you said, well, at the moment, there's a settled peace or perhaps numbness, but the tears will keep flowing. How are you feeling now uh, a week on? Uh, are you still in that state of numbness? Yeah, I think kind of so. I mean, again, so relieved that the suffering is over. So that's been good. And, of course, I can get a bit more sleep. You know, we were at one point when we learned it was getting bad. We said, well, I said, look, we got to have a 24-7 presence in the hospital, right? There's always going to be somebody there. It was mostly me. You know, first session was 22 hours straight. 
but you know, the boys or somebody, there'd always be somebody there to keep an eye on her. And I was the one, which I kind of hoped who was there when she did pass. So yeah, it's, I think, you know, it's busy doing arrangements come Monday night when the funeral is over and people have gone, then, you know, then it'll probably, things will kick in a bit more. And as I, there will be tears obviously and grief and it's, it's what you do. You got to go through the grief. But as I said, many of my recent pieces, God, well, Jesus is a suffering servant, suffering love, costly love. That is the God we serve, a God who loves greatly, but suffered greatly for us and with us. So, you know, this is the core stuff of life, of the Christian message, right? Um, we're called to follow in his footsteps. So he actually blesses us, I think. Well, he does. Philippians 1 talks about we're graced with or blessed with the gift of suffering, the, the Greek charis gift. He's given to us the gift of suffering. Not a way a lot of people would think, but it's actually one of God's gifts to us to suffer with him, maybe for him, aside with him. Uh, so yeah, for a loved one or for so many things. So yeah, it's it's part of the journey. And the good news is while the suffering does not go on forever, uh, God's love does go on forever. So uh, yeah, those who know him got a lot to look forward to. And uh, we can pray those who don't know him will find out those same truths bill we know you as a man of the word uh, talking about the bible and i know that there's been a lot of passages from the bible that have been meaningful to you and to your wife avril during this journey what is it that stands out to you as you reflect is there a particular passage of scripture is there a particular moment uh, when you felt God speak to you through his word. Is there something you can reflect on? Oh, yeah. Well, there'd be many, of course. Um, you know, I read through the Bible in a year, so at this time of year, it had been the book of Psalms, right? So that's a pretty good book, actually, to be going through during your the last weeks of your spouse's journey. So I, I do in one of my pieces record a bunch of these psalms that had stood out to me at the time. Uh, of course, there's many, um, you know, some, well, some obviously referring to David, some referring to Jesus. So some, you know, I thought, you know, well, this could kind of apply both to me and my wife here. We're like, say, Psalm 102, where talks about my days are vanishing like smoke, my bones burn up. I mean, my wife's bones were decaying because of the cancer. I forget to eat my food. I distress. I'm reduced to skin and bones. She got quite thin and frail at the end. Um, you know, um, God, do not hide your face from me when I'm in distress call. When I call, answer me quickly. So, you know, you get, there's a lot of these grief psalms there, lament psalms, right? God, where are you? Why don't you answer? Why are you far away? Why do you not seem to, um, oh, look, I mean, some are just key, right? Uh, Psalm 42, 3, which many would know what David is talking about. My tears have been my food 
day and night. Or Psalm 55, 17, evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress. But then the verse goes on to say, and he hears my voice. So yeah, just great promises throughout scripture, certainly in the Psalms that uh, for those grieving and sorrow and pain, you can really latch on to. And again, a lot of these apply to Jesus himself. He even prayed, you know, my God, why have you forsaken me? So he was praying the Psalter as well. So yeah, a lot of stuff there. Uh, the whole of the Bible is a book of comfort. So uh, again, as I say, hard to imagine how non-Christians <coughs> cope with all this. So, and there's wrong ways you can cope, right? You can turn to alcohol, drugs, any number of wrong ways to grieve and to cope with loss. The Christian hopefully knows a better way to do it, turning to Christ. So um, yeah, you learn more about love and suffering. They go together. And uh, again, Paul, 1 Corinthians, the measure to which we get comfort from God, we can in turn comfort others with the comfort that we have received. So uh, you know, there's a lot more going on than just one person losing a spouse. It's about God's bigger plans and purposes. And Bill, uh, this time has passed. Uh, a funeral is coming up on Monday. You've been writing other blogs as well and really just coming around a few of these favorite passages of scripture that have spoken and have been a comfort to you uh, you've been reflecting even on some other deeper levels and uh, I can point listeners to how they could read a little more uh, how they could actually uh, share in some sense uh, some of the suffering that you've gone through and I know that there'll be many who would know that the assurance of salvation that we have in Christ and that you have been able to relay in some of your writings that right now he our Lord and Savior is holding Avril in his arms there might be listeners who'd like to get some comfort from some of the things that Bill has been writing there's a number of articles that Bill has written one called costly love another one called life love suffering and faith Another one called Observing Grief. You'll be able to find those at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch one word. Bill, uh, thanks so much for taking some time and uh, to be so transparent, so open with listeners today. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with you in the lead up to the funeral. I know that listeners uh, right around this nation may even take a few moments to just lift you up and your family in prayer and ask for God's richest blessing to be upon you as you go through this time of saying a final farewell at a funeral. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 